Okay, people. Yes, yes, yes. It is that time. We've got echoes from the void coming right at you. And people, let's start off with um, yeah, a look at the news. All right, look at the news. All the crazy shit that has uh, been going down, and poof, you know. There's a there's a lot. There's a lot that just blows your fucking mind. And we ain't even got to Hillary yet. Ain't even got to Hillary yet, people. You know what I mean? So this is a crazy one, right? Jean-Luc Brunel, he's been found dead in his prison cell in Paris. Now, you might, Jean-Luc Brunel? Who the fuck that be? He was a good friend of Jeffrey Epstein, right? He used to be a modeling agent, right? And he was put in prison uh, late last year for, um, well, no, sorry, late 2020, even. For uh, rape of minors over the age of 15, right? And sexual harassment, right? It's funny because the article goes, a crime in France. I kind of feel rape in general is a crime. (laughs) You know what I mean? Regardless of the age of the person, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's getting frowned upon. You know what I mean? Let's get frowned upon, people. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing funny about the charge, but it's just like, of course it's a crime. And it's a crime in other countries other than France. Right? But, yeah, the, the, the thing is, you know what I mean? They're saying he was found dead in his police cell, which... Again, like Epstein, you do wonder, right? Because being in that inner circle, there's secrets someone's going to know, right? But also, you don't want to go to jail for raping kids, right? Because there's some scumbags in jail, right? We all know that. There's some decent people in jail as well, but... Man, regardless of if you've gone to jail for murder or any all these other crazy crimes, raping a kid, no one, like no one looks on that as a, okay, cool. You know what I mean? It's just like, what are you here for? Man, I murdered my wife, right? Not good. That's not good. But then someone be like, yo, I raped a kid. Be like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? That person getting fucked up, right? So, these are two big reasons you would think, right? You would think they are monitoring homeboy's cell, right? You'd assume regular checks, all of that. So, it is interesting, right? Another person involved with the whole Epstein thing can be found dead, right? It's a little baffling. It's a little baffling. No lie. 
You know what I mean? It's just like shit. I'm just surprised Ghislaine made it. Right? I'm surprised. But hey, there's still time. There's still time for Ghislaine to be like, uh. So yeah, some crazy shit. And that is just the start of this week's news, people. Let's get into some more tasty shit, shall we? Okay, people. So here's one. You know, I'm all about prevention and stuff like that. But sometimes you think people talk way too much, right? Because... You know, they, they, people want to tell you, oh, we've invented this thing that will stop people from doing this thing. And you're like, okay, now you've just told criminals that you've got a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, keep your mouth shut and you're just going to keep on catching these people. You know what I mean? Uh, and so this one is um, in the UK, right? The uh, The police... Um, I think they invented this thing called smart water. I'm not quite sure, to be honest, the, the whole thing about it. But it, it creates a, a forensic liquid which shows up under ultraviolet light, right? Um, and I think the thing is, what you do... And I, you know, because I'm like, wait, how does this stop people from, you know what I mean, domestic violence? You know what I mean? Because, you know, someone's attacking you and you're like, ah, you spray them with water. I mean, I think you'd rather want to spray them with this pepper spray. No, but this, so from what I've learned, right, I think you've got a restraining order on someone, you know. So what you do, you spray items in your house, like the door handles and, you know, window latches, things like that. So if they then break into your house, this water marks them, right? And they can't wash it off. It will stay on you for a long period of time. And then they can, you know, shine some ultraviolet light and when you're like, no, I've not been there. It wasn't me. You know what I mean? We're going to be like, um, yeah, you're a lying motherfucker. Right? You are a liar. You know what I mean? We, we can see that you did a thing. So, yeah. And someone has gone to jail for this whole reason. Right? So, it sounds good. But, yeah. It's a bit like, okay. But now you've let people know, you know what I mean? And you know there's, there's going to be people trying to develop a thing to stop that. So, yeah, sometimes just keep shtum, people. Keep fucking shtum. All right, so, listen, we are in the midst of this craziness with Russia and the Ukraine. I say craziness. Ukraine aren't crazy. Russia... Like, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? But this, I think, is insane. And it doesn't bode well, right? So supposedly, some top Ukrainian military officials went to um, look at, you know, the front line, right? To, to assess and all of this. Now, they 
it doesn't like who knows what happened, right? If Russia started to bomb or something because they were there or they were just doing a thing, who knows? But these top military officials from the Ukraine were there when these shells started to drop and they ran. <laughs> They run to a bomb shelter. It, now, maybe this isn't true. Maybe this is misinformation. Who the fuck knows? But if this is true, yo, <laughs> I mean, you are not making your soldiers feel good, right? You know, like, wait, they're running the army. If they're running, why the fuck are we here, right? It is a little crazy. It is a little fucking crazy. But yeah, that's the word on the street. It's the word on the street right now. Now, more crazy is, so, listen, fucking old Harry Numbnuts and old Megs, they fleed the UK. Fleed the UK for bullshit reasons, right? If you want to leave the country, just leave. Let's not make up bullshit on why you're going, right? Going, oh, the media is racist. That's why we've let be like, ah, shut up, right? The media is the media. It's always been fucked up, right? But if you won't do anything about it, how you think normal people without your resources feel, you fucking pussy hole? Anyway, right? <laughs> Supposedly, he wants to come back to the UK to visit friends, family, and charities he supports. Ooh, you know what I mean? But he doesn't want to bring his children because he doesn't think it's safe doesn't think it's safe, right, and he wants to pay the police to protect him, but you're not allowed to pay, like, you know, people aren't allowed to pay the police to protect you, which kind of makes sense, and it, it, the whole situation is a little bit bizarre, because you just think, when celebrities and whatnot come, they, they hire security firms, Hire a security firm, right? Why are you trying to hire the police? <laughs> you know, that's that's the baffling thing about all of this, right? And then just being like the whole, oh, I don't feel fuck off. It, he's a whiny little bitch, and he's always trying to make up some reasons why, oh, you know, we're being persecuted and blah 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 blah. You're a cunt. You are a royal cunt. You know what I mean? That's it, essentially. Now, the only, I feel the only trouble these kids could be in is, you know what I mean, people looking to give them new names because Archie and Lilibet, what the fuck is that? That's some crazy ass shit, right? Now, <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, that's the only trouble, man. 
Because someone wants to rename your kids because, boy, you're full of shit and you can't name things, son. You can't name things. Hey. Now, something that I do think is really good. So over at the Tate Britain, they have got a mural from Rex Whistler on the wall of one of their restaurants. But here's the thing. They kind of feel the the um the the, the mural is uh, a little racist, right? A little racist. Which is a little funny. Right? It's a, I say it's a little funny just because I guarantee, <laughs> you know what I mean? Most galleries have got, you know, pictures in them that you, if you're calling this one a little racist, you would label a little racist, right? Because they were created in a time when there was segregation, there was slavery and all of that, right? Now, Wrestler, he painted this in 1920. Well, the 1920s. So, of course, you know I mean? it's going to be a little different, right? So, I think it shows um, black slaves being led by leashes and, you know, some caricatures of Chinese people in the piece, which, yeah, that's, that's from the time. You can go and look at old Disney cartoons and Looney Tune cartoons where, you know, similar shit was there, right? But, yeah, to destroy it, to move it, seems stupid. It seems stupid because you're denying these things were a thing. But that's not what they're doing, right? So what they've decided to do is commission a new piece of art, a new installation that will sit beside this one, right, and I'm like, you know what, boom, that's all good, that's all good, because, you know, people will then see that and go, huh, and then you have another piece to go, hey, times have changed, right, you, it's about creating this narrative, it's not about denying shit happened, you know what I mean, so they're doing that, now, they're gonna move the restaurant, because I feel probably some people were a bit like, I don't want to eat. <laughs> I don't want to sup tea and eat scones next to this, <laughs> which is, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, they could have left it as a restaurant because, you know, it gives people to things to talk about whilst they're, but they're moving it, but they're commissioning this new piece. And I think that is, yeah, that's what, all these galleries and places should be doing rather than hiding this work, right? Which is always a bit weird, always a bit weird. Now, boy, people, here's a bit of crazy news that I just think is baffling. And the weird thing about it as well is it's not everywhere, right? It's not everywhere, which is insane, I feel. And the news is this. It has been found that Hillary Clinton is a dirty, rotten scoundrel, right? 
It's a day run scoundrel. Because during the elections, right? And then during Trump's presidency, she was there leading the charge, going, he's a Russian plant, right? That he only won the election because of Russia, right? He He's spying for Russia. There's all of that thing. You know what I mean? There was the, the rumor Putin had stuff over him because he's got cameras of him fucking hookers and they're peeing on. Just all these crazy stories, right? All these crazy stories that she put out into the world. Well, it came to light, right, that she's a lying, lying piece of shit. So special counsel John Durham, he um he put together a report, right? Put together a report. I don't even know what he was essentially looking in. I think there was something around a lawyer called Michael Sussman, right? That he was doing some dirty shit, right? And yeah, in doing this investigation, they found, right, that I think Sussman used to work for the CIA, something like that. But his company and, and himself, they were hired right, they were hired by the Clinton campaign, you know what I mean, hired by the Clinton campaign to break into Trump's servers, right, so break into the servers of the Trump organization, as well as the White House, right, they were, you know, they were charged to do this and plant information, right, and ties to Russia. What the fuck? Right? What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Right? So he was getting paid by um, a, a couple of companies, Tech Executive One an internet company one, right, as well as the Clinton campaign. Um, and she has ties to those organizations, right? So, yeah, he's carrying out this work. The crazy thing is, right, that, yeah, the, the, those names were coming up <laughs> in, in his bank receipts, right? You'd think they would try and keep it more off the book. But no, they didn't. And yeah, so he was carried, you know, he, he, he was doing this grime. He was doing this grime, right? Which led to so much shit, right? So the amount of investigations that were carried out into Trump's connections to Russia, you know what I mean? That happened. Right. They tried to um, they tried to do the thing. Right. The imp impeachment. That's it. They tried to impeach him on the grounds of, you know, being a Russian plant. That was part of the whole first impeachment attempt. You know, which is insane. And it was made up. She made it up. So when you look at it, she 
wasted all of that money. Wasted all of that money. You know, which is, listen, right? I think we all know that these politicians do mad grime to discredit each other in the lead up to an election. And you know what I mean? We know that. But to do it to a sitting president as well? Yo. You know what I mean? How insane is that? Right? And when you look at all the other things Clinton has done, right? She she had emails on her own fucking you know, unprotected server, didn't get into trouble for that, which you're just like, what? And the bitch was Secretary of State. It's just like, how did this happen? Remember as well, she was also, right, the person pushing that Barack Obama was not an American citizen, saying, I want to see his passport, I want to see his birth certificate. She was Leading that, leading that, and then she tries to all buddy up to him after the fact. Like she is a worm, she's a worm. But the crazy thing is, a lot of people aren't covering this, right? So recently, Senator Rick Scott, right, off the back of Durham's findings has called for her to be held accountable. I find it weird that no one else is, right? I mean, look, other people might be, but it's not being reported on, which you feel the media was all about reporting Trump is in bed with Russia, but you're not reporting this story? Like, what is that? What the fuck is that? That's an insane shit. That's what that is, people. You know what I mean? It's crazy. And it, it really does go to show how twisted the media is. You know what I mean? How to look, we spoke last week about Rogan, the whole Rogan thing. Right? So they want to put out that story, which hey, anyway. Anyway, but they're not covering this. It's like they didn't cover Biden's son's laptop. It is really showing that when you want to talk about misinformation, right? You want to talk about fake news and just all this crazy stuff. The mainstream media is a very big proponent of the bullshit, right? How the fuck are we meant to believe the stories that these motherfuckers post? It's crazy. It is fucking crazy, right? It's crazy. I'm not losing my mind. It is insane. Whew. Yo, I need to chill. I need to chill. But people, 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 people. You know what I mean? Let us, uh, let us move on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to uh yeah, you know, some karma shit. Let's get into some book and TV shit, shall we? Should we do that? Alright, sit back and let's kick it. 
Okay, people. So I have now finished the book of Boba Fett. And yo, I enjoyed the fuck out of it, yo. I enjoyed the fuck. I had no clue what this was going to be going in. I had no clue. And to be honest, that was kind of the same with the Mandalorian, right? I, I didn't know. And I think, you know, I've, I've said it, I think probably in the Mando breakdowns, but I've never been the hugest Star Wars fan, right? I Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the original trilogy, especially Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back, boom, one of my favorites, right? And I feel Rogue One is up there with Empire Strikes Back and is the best of any of the new films. So the original Lucas trilogy, prequels even, were trash. <laughs> they were trash, right? Effects and all of that were decent. It was just the writing was horrible. Then we got these new ones, which, again, I didn't like. Didn't like, right? The first one was, you know... Highlander 3, I'm going back to that reference, so fuck you. Yeah, first one was Highlander 3. The others to Leia being able to breathe with no oxygen. Like, we had these stupid shit all up in the films. It, it, it was horrible. I hated them. I mean, hate, eh, didn't hate, hate. I just didn't enjoy them. Yeah, a lot of people did. Whatever, awesome. But out of the new stuff, Rogue One, that was it. That was the gold fucking standard for me. But yeah, I, I never watched the Clone Wars cartoon or any of the cartoons or just, it just never really appealed to me, you know? I think maybe if the stuff had come out straight away after, you know, as a kid watching the original Star Wars, I'd have been in it more. And if I'd probably read the books and all of that, but at the time, those books were never available in audio form. Or if they were, it was usually an abridged, and I hate abridged. I don't touch abridged shit. You feel me? And there wasn't comicsology back then, so I wasn't able to read the comic books. So, yeah, I, I was just, I've never had this huge pull for Star Wars. I've checked shit out. As time goes by, so when the Mandalorian, you know, I was a bit like, eh, I don't know, watched it, I wasn't loving it straight away, as the episodes went on, it grew on me, I enjoyed it, and because Gurgu, Gorgu, Goku, whatever the fuck that thing is called, was irritating, <laughs> I, I say it because you feel that sometimes these things seem to be created so you can have an action figure or a plush toy. So I, but the writing was very good. Visually, it was incredible, and it grew on me. And I really enjoyed the Mandalorian season two. Killed it. But again, you know, Book of Boba Fett, right? We get the spoiler at the end of season two. Book of Boba Fett coming. It's just like, huh, okay, what the fuck is this? And, you know, back 
back, 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 right? 2012, 2013, when, um, you know, the whole kind of thing was talking about, okay, we're going to do these Star Wars films, blah, blah, blah. They did talk about a Boba Fett, right? The, the potential things they might do with the films, right? We knew we were going to get the trilogies. And in between these standalone films, and so it's just been like, huh, okay, a Boba Fett film, right? And you kind of thought, what are they going to do with that? What, what kind of, how are they going to run that? So it was interesting, but that, it never happened. That never happened. I'm glad, because I think it's better sometimes to tell these stories as a show, because you have more room to breathe, right? More room to breathe. So, yeah. We get this spoiler, Boba Fett is coming. So it it dropped in um when it dropped uh begin end of December, end of December, and ran to early uh early February. So now I finished it. Uh and yeah, as I said, look, very much enjoyed it. So John Favreau created it. Um, hey, it was good to have Ludwig um, Goranesson back as the composer. And I will tell you this, right? Also, Joseph Shirley composed stuff as well. Ludwig did the theme. And the theme, I enjoyed the theme. It was like, boom, ba 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 boom, 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 boom. And I'm just like vibing with the theme. It was only... When the, uh, uh, the the last episode, right, and it, it's finished, and I'm just thinking about, yo, what did I think of this? Boom, boom, boom. That it then <laughs> clocked to me that the boom, boom, they are like, Boba Fett. Boom, boom, Boba Fett. And I'm like, oh, they've been saying his name. <laughs> the song all this time just yo it got over my head <laughs> it completely gone over my fucking head yo <laughs> but no i enjoyed the theme theme was solid right we had favoru dave fellini uh, Robert Rodriguez, Kathleen Kennedy, and Colin Wilson, executive producing. John Bartonicki as the producer. Um, Dean Cundy, David Clean, and Paul Hewan. Cinematography it's edited by Jeff Sabinik, Dylan Frischian, Andrew S. Easing, and Dana E. Glaberman, um, they edited it. Um, we like seven episodes, right? Seven episodes, about I don't know, 40 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes an episode, right? So it's similar to The Mandalorian in that vein, right? Um, our cast, well. We had uh, Tamura Morrison back as Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Son of Django, right? 
we had Ming Na Wen, backers Fennec Shand. Um, we also had uh, Matt Berry voicing 8D8, right? The uh, torture droid. Um, David Pasquezzi as uh, Mo no, um, Ma Major Domo. As he's a, I mean, his name, I think his name's Mok Shazes, right? Uh, he was the mayor of Mos Espa. Um, Jennifer Beals, she's Garza Whip, she's a Twilek who runs the sanctuary. Uh, Sophie Thatcher is trash, a mod, you know, she's part of the mods. Um, then Jordan Bulger is Shad, he's uh, another one of the mods. Yeah, there's about, I don't know, four or five mods. We don't really get the names of the others, well, not in front of me anyway. We've also got a uh, Stephen Root, he's up in there as Lawfer Peel, a watermonger. Um, Thundercats up in the joint, right? Thundercats in it, man, which was like, yo, okay. He's a mod artist. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Amy Sedaris, she's back as Peli Motto. Um, yeah, there's people up in here who I'm like, eh, I think people can, you know, wait for that. Wait for that. Um, Corey Burton, he's in it. Um, oh, and we have... There's a group, a lot of puppeteers. So Tamara Colson Woodard, Peter Clark, Dawn Dininger, Trevor Hensley, uh, Horishima Ilechichi, Mike Marzell, Jason Matthews, and John Rosengart. Right? They do a lot, all the puppetry and, and stuff like that. The gist of the show is this. The legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett navigates the underworld of the galaxy with mercenary Fennec Shand. When they return to the sand of Tatooine to stake their claim on the territory formerly ruled by the deceased crime lord Jabba the Hutt. And yeah, so that's it, man. That that that's the gist of the uh, of the show. And yeah, it was fun, yo. So it, it you know what I mean? Because look, so in the tr in the in the thing that we saw right at the end of second season of Mandalorian, it set up that we got Boba and Fennec, and they're in you know Boba's Boba's. Boba Jabba, 
<laughs> Jabba, Jabba's uh, spot. Right, so we we know he's take, and we get like you know he's the major domo now, right? So that's kind of what we knew coming in. So you understand that, but it's just like, all right, so what happened? How is this going about? And we know. Listen, we've seen once heads roll, there's that rush for power. So you know it, it can't be an easy transition. People are gonna be gunning. And so we get to see all of this fallout, right? So, um, yeah, it is, it's interesting. But we also get flashbacks, right? So we see Boba escaping from the Sarlacc, right? In which he kind of fell into in uh, Return of the Jedi. Was it Return? I feel it's Return of the Jedi, right? So, oh, this happens after Return of the Jedi, obviously, right? So we see all of this. We see the Jawas come after him and him getting captured by Tuscan Ray. So we get all of this backstory. And it's interesting, right? Because it lets you understand. Because remember, Boba's a bounty hunter. So why is a bounty hunter looking to become the new crime lord, right? Now, there, there has to be a change in mindset for something like that to uh, take place, you'd think. So all of these flashbacks, it, it, it gives you that, right? It, it shows you these changes that have gone into Boba. Right, why he's thinking like this, and we, you know, we see how Fennec changed. Right, we get to see all of these things, and it is—it's very intriguing. I, I enjoyed it. I really did. You know, because it's like tonally, it's this different show. Right, it, it's very morose. I mean, just look, Boba ain't, uh, he, he's not really a happy soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ain't particularly a happy soul. So we get to see, you know what I mean? Just this whole change with Boba and everything. Effects-wise. Oh, effects-wise, this is pretty tight. It's pretty tight. There are a few occasions where, you know, things can look a little bit, but it's just like, whatever, man, whatever, you know, and that's, I think some of the chases, right, so, and the chases in particular with the mods on their little scootery things, some of those, you know, I mean, the crashes and things like that looked a little bit off. But apart from that, like, we had this great train scene, which was pretty fire, you know, the uh, the spaceship and just all of these things look incredible, look incredible, man, you know what I mean, it, 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 it's, it's crazy, when you look at this production, it looks like it's, you know, that film level shit. Looks like it's that film level shit. It's fire, man. I loved it. It looks great. Tonally, the feel, just all of that, man. You're in it. You're in it. 
I haven't seen a lot of people online talking like, Ugh, yeah, it's not what we wanted. It's not what we expected. It's all over the place. It's just like, chill. Right? And I imagine a lot of this is people that have been reading the books, Dark Horse comics, right? So, you know, the story threads from all of that stuff, which most of it has been jettisoned, but I feel like Lucas, the LucasArts cats have kind of cherry-picked the good stuff and are bringing it across. Because sometimes I see something and I, I hit up one of my friends who I know he's in this shit, Dean, right? I hit him up and be like, Dave, what's the deal with this character? He's like, oh yeah, that character was from the cartoons or that character's from the Dark Horse comics or, you know what I mean? So you're like, okay, okay, that's what's happening. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of people that were like, oh, we want to see how they do this, which was shown in the comics. And it's just like, it's not going to happen. So chill, people. Now, there is complaint about the way the story shifts in episode five and six. And I will say, right, I did enjoy those episodes, but we do get a complete move away from the Boba story for, to some extent. You know what I mean? We do get that. So what we do see is very good. You know? And you feel it does then give you hints for season three of The Mandalorian. Right? If you paid attention <laughs> and listened to some of the things that were said, you can you could imagine, okay, that is probably going to be a big thing in The Mandalorian. Right? There's, there's this other stuff. There's this bit surrounding emotions and Jedi, which I'm kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> because a lot of the Jedis we're seeing are emotional as fuck, right? Emotional as fuck. So to act like, yo, there's no emotions, you'd be like, hmm, <laughs> what are you talking about? Also, if you take something very large and you melt it down, how the fuck are you only getting a small vest? <laughs> it's, it's a bit like, all right, I get it. it it's kind of cool. It's a bit like, um, you know, you remember in Lord of the Rings and uh, Frodo gets the, uh, the armor, right? The, the undershirt. It, it's a bit like that, essentially. And you'd be like, yo, that thing should have given you more than that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Should have given. And as, as well, the package that we see my man holding. And then when it gets opened up and it's this armor, you're like, that shape you've been holding all this time. What the fuck was that then? <laughs> Is it doesn't equate to that. It definitely doesn't do that. Right. But uh, yeah, no, we had a, a very cool new villain introduced who, again, my peoples tell me was in the Clone Wars cartoons. Very good, though. Very good. I, also, the cat that voiced him 
voices him here, which I think that was a nice touch. But yeah, very cool villain. Name-wise, I don't know. You know what I mean? We've got a DC character with a similar name, which I'm a bit like, ah, could have done better with the name, but very cool villain. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if we see this villain again, you know? So we have that. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a, like, because, you know, essentially, like, the Mandalorian is kind of a Western, a space Western, a bit like Firefly, right? And this, this definitely went deep in some of this Western kind of mythology, right? Some of the scenes, how they were created, we get the standoffs and blah, 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 right? Which, which was kind of fire. Also, though, we do get a kind of a Godfather-esque element, as in, you know what I mean? Old Bobes is now the um, major domo, and, you know, there's unrest in the other families, right? So it then becomes one of them stories too, which is just like, okay, how is this going to unfold, right? How's it going to unfold? It is very, very enjoyable. It's very enjoyable. I liked it. I liked it. Now, we get, so, I mean, we get hints for Mandalorian Season 3. There's also a cut scene with the mod. And I couldn't really see a lot of it. I spoke to one of my people and he was he told me who he thinks we see, which makes sense because in this film, the way it's all done, you do feel how is that character? You know what I mean? So I thought that was nice. I thought that was nice. I'm hoping <laughs> a uh, a little won't be in like because I don't know there, there's these conversations and stuff that we see and I I will say right we see we get the a CGI'd old character back the voice is fucking weird the voice is fucking weird doesn't sound like the character did at all, which does baffle me a little bit because I know there's a technology to do all that. And it's like, because, you know, it takes voice recordings. And so the more voice recordings you have, the better that would be. And you kind of think, well, there's three films worth of that voice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Plus cartoons and other spin-offs and blah, blah, blah. So it's just like... How is it the voice don't sound like the character? It was it was weird. It was weird. Also, when you see the green one running around, he he does look like he's got a soiled <laughs> a soiled nappy a diaper for you motherfuckers on the other side of the pond, right? Does look like that. Like this motherfucker soiled himself. You know, it's it's weird. It's weird. And we do get, we do, it did feel like, well, you know, with some of the things we see in this, that they, they're they there so we can create new toys 
on that like we get these weird kind of dog drones which are building things and just the you know I mean, the, the, these things you've been like mm, why are we getting this thing right what's that but i but but with all these these little things aside solid story right we do get to see some other bounty hunters which is very cool and especially if you've been you know I, I've, I've read some of the marvel star wars comic stuff so we do get to see some of the bounty hunters from uh from that we've seen on that which was a, a nice touch but yeah it, it's very good and and it's still it had a different feel from the mandalorian which is good right so it's something that sits on its own. The way it ends, yeah, I feel we're getting a season two. I think we're getting a season two. It might even give you a backdoor into that series. Was it Knights of the Old Republic or something? The one that uh, the um, oh, the chick was meant to do, right? Um I can't remember who the fuck who who is the chick man. Um, remember, uh, we played by that girl, the woman that got in trouble over some comments, and which was all a bit ridiculous. But there was meant to be that other spin-off show. Um, yeah, I can't remember what the fuck that show was meant to be called, but I I kind of feel that um. Yeah, maybe, right? Maybe we could get that, right? Which uh, I, I I think would be interesting. That would be interesting because you know we get to see a little thing, and you're like, oh, does that mean? Could that possibly be? So there, there's some interesting things that have definitely. Uh, come out of this you know which uh, I am very much looking forward to very much looking forward to plus I will say as well some of the deaths are off screen so there are you know characters that could could potentially be back right I think so hmm who knows? <laughs> Who fucking knows? Rangers of the New Republic. That was the other. I, I think, yeah, possibly. I don't know, man. I don't know. What I do know is all seven episodes of Boba Fett are now streaming on Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't seen it, people, go check it out. If you're a Star Wars fan, you'll definitely enjoy it. But I think if you haven't watched that, I think you can enjoy this shit, right? The flashbacks give you enough info for you to be like, okay, so blah, 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 boom. So, yeah, go check it out, people. It is definitely, it is definitely well worth it. And don't pay no mind to some of the dim-dims on, uh, online biz. I think it's a lot stronger than people want to try and make out. But, you know, whatever your taste, people, whatever your taste, Book of Boba is there.
Alright people, so today's book is the third in the Terminal List series, right, from uh, Jack Carr, name went blank for a second, Jack Carr and Ray Porter again narrates. Um, it's an odd one, right, because although I thought Terminal List was okay, there was a lot in it that just seemed a little bit samey, right? But then with uh, True Believer, True Believer really kicked this series off for me. So, yeah, I was looking forward to um, seeing how he followed that up. And I just remember him talking about it on um, JRE saying that I think I think I believe he said this book he put the most research so far into so yeah was definitely interested so the gist is this deep in the wilds of Siberia a woman is on the run pursued by a man harboring secrets a man intent on killing her a traitorous CIA officer has found refuge with the Russian mafia with designs on ensuring a certain former Navy SEAL sniper is put to in the ground. Half a world away, James Reese is recovering from brain surgery in the Montana wilderness, slowly putting his life back together with the help of investigative the help of investigative journalist Katie Barnack. And his longtime friend and SEAL teammate, Rafe Hastings. Unbeknownst to them, the Russian mafia has set their sights on Reese in a deadly game of cat and mouse. In his most visceral and heart pounding thriller, yet Jack Carr explores the darkest instincts of humanity through the eyes of a man who has seen both the best. And the worst of it. Bum, bum, bum. So, yeah, we start off with this pursuit in Siberia, you know, them chasing the woman. So we have her running, and then we have, um, you know, Alexander, like, talking to, like, thinking out loud and talking. I mean, like, ah, yes, we're going to give her... A moment she can't escape, you know, he's got dogs and all of this, and it is very intense, right? You are like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen here? Who the fuck is this woman? Like, there is a fault at the beginning because we don't know the name, right? So you think, is that who is it? Could it be Katie? Like, who is this person? But you figure it is someone as bait for Reese. Right. And um, yeah, so she's got training, she understands and, you know, stuff happens, but you're never quite sure what the resolution of this is. So we then jump to Reese, you know, recovering all of this kind of jazz. Right. And we start off with him in the hospital and Katie talking and all of this kind of thing. Now, there is stuff in this book, right, that I do find a little bit frustrating. And that is just 
some of the things like the, the what Katie does in the hospital and the fact there's not any consequences, you know what I mean? It, it just to be like just the time and everything. And it's like, I don't know, man. Right? I don't know. I'm not really buying this. And then just the whole, yeah, you know, she's a top journalist. She's only, she's the youngest to get these achievements. And it's a bit much. It's just a bit much because everyone is like the best, you know, the most attractive. It's just like, um, you know, Katie walks in the room and like um, lots of guys turn and you can see the disgruntled looks on their girlfriend's faces. It's just a bit like, do we have to write them that they're always the best and the prettiest and most handsome and just all of that? It's a little bit much, right? Because it's still fine if they're just normal attractive, right? Or just attractive to that one person. Other people might not find them, but who gives a fuck? Right, because if you're just setting up the chemistry between these characters, that's all that matters, right? So when it's like, oh yeah, they're the best, blah, 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 it is a little bit tiresome, you know. So there's that, right? And and it's the case with everyone, like every member of the Hastings family, and it was all of this, and you know, talking about um Rafe and his wife and like that situation, like he wanted to become the best, she wanted to become the best, Arrah, the best schools, the best this, the best blah, blah, blah. And just like, uh, it's just, uh, stop it. Because rest of the book, right, the actual story is very compelling. Like, I, I, there is a lot of detail here. And some of it is, you know, shouts out, shout outs to his friends. You know what I mean? So there's all the Black Rifle Coffee mentions. Um, John Dudley gets a mention. All of that. That, you know what? I'm fine. I'm fine with that. You know? Sometimes, it, it like, mm, you could give two options. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could be like, oh, a lot of people go with this camo, but Reese's favorite is this one, right? It doesn't have to be like, this camo is the best. This is coffee is the best. This is the best. And, and as I said, I get it. It's trying to big up your peoples. So I ain't mad really at that stuff. But, you know, because it's, when I say it's super detailed, it's not as crazy like the Millennium series. You know what I mean? When Lisbeth uses a MacBook 16 core with a processor speed or blah, blah. Like, uh, uh, that was crazy. It's not that. It's not that, right? But yeah, when we get the breakdowns of, like, the fights, fights are super interesting because you get that tactical element, which, you know, Carr brings from his army days, army days, I think he was a SEAL, I forget, so no disrespect with army, he fought, right, he was a soldier, um, so yeah, he brings that, and that 
man, I, I love that shit in these because it makes things a lot more believable. You know, because a lot of times it's just like they ran in shooting their guns and they won. Yeah. And it's just like, but if all of these people are shooting, what about crossfire? What about, you know what I mean? Risks of casualties and stuff. So he lays things out in a way where you're like, oh, yeah, 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 I get that. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know? So, yeah, that's fun. Now, now. There is, you know, as it said, like people are hunting them at the start. Now, there is things that happen at first, right? That they seem a little deuce machina, right? The fact that it came in at a certain point. But other than that, then what happens? You're like, oh, yeah, no, I buy that. I buy that. That, yeah, that's believable. That's good. I would say the the whole the traitor angle, and I, you probably guess who the traitor is from. You know, if you've been down with the other books, right? But the way they found them, I don't know. It it seemed very like what's the word? It's gonna say coincidental, but not coincidental. It was just like, uh, like I don't know, maybe a little bit of a stretch, a little bit of like just, you know, everything. But fine, they found them, which isn't too bad because it does make them for some fun shit, right? And yeah, they, they, we find out some other stuff in the book, right? Some agents and all of this which we don't really get a resolution on, right? We find out something, but nothing else, which I hope they address in the next book, because it's just like, ah, oh, surely it can't be too cl that clean, right? Certain people can't get away that clean. Can they? Can they? You know what I mean? But... Yeah, there is a lot going down, um, and and it's told well. So you you are you are pretty much you know with it. Like it's interesting all the way through. That's the great thing. All the way through, you are like, oh fuck, what's gonna happen now? Okay, so they're here. Cool, great. All right, what does this mean? Where do they go from here? Right? What's the next step? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Right? You know, so it is very good in that in that effect. We then do find out about the, you know, what happened actually happened at the beginning. Right. There is some stuff around um kinks, which I don't know if it really brought anything to the book, you know. Uh, the torture um, methods, right? That we find about in the in the mines. Ugh. Oh god, damn! And I've 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 seen something about those things on a uh, National Geographic doc. That's some brutal shit. That's some brutal. So 
yeah, when we get to the real detail, you know, in some of these things, that's where this book really excels because it hits on shit that you're like, oh no, that's a that happened. That's a fact. That's boom, killing it, car, killing it. So I will say, if you enjoyed the first two books, you are definitely gonna dig Savage Son. You are definitely going to dig Savage Son, people. So yeah, I am. Um, I'm looking forward to book four, which is a book four is the Devil's Hand, right? Um, and the fifth book is out in. I think the fifth book is out in March, right? I I, I believe that that's in the blood, right? I I do believe that is out in March, from, actually, it's end of May, end of May, so, um, yeah, still more to be, um, you know, that's two, two new books soon, which is all good, but yeah, people, Savage Son continues the great, kind of, great steps True Believer did, so yeah, you know, enjoy it, because I think the Amazon series is hitting this year as well, you know, with, uh, I think it's um, Pratt, Chris Pratt in, in the role of James Reese. So, yeah, some good things for fans of um, the Terminalist series, people, for sure. Okay, people, so we have hit the end of another episode. But before we bounce... Let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of TV. So, the um, the fourth season of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, right? That is um, yeah, all set to hit next week. All set to hit. Actually, no, I think it hit. Yeah, no, it's it's done. The new season <laughs> is live, right? But news has come. It has been renewed. It has been renewed for a fifth season, which is currently filming. Um, and the fifth will be the final outing of Mrs. Maisel. So, you know what I mean? Five seasons is not bad, right? It's not bad. And also, knowing at this point, it means it will get a definitive ending, right? Which is always a good look, right? Um, some other TV news, right? So over at Fox, they are um, putting together a new series based on Bloom Country, Bloom County even. It was, um, you know, a 1980s comic um, which is all good, right? It's being developed by Berkeley Brefed, yeah, an award-winning illustrator who is co-writing the series and executive producing, right? So if you haven't read the comic, you'd be like, oh, what the fuck is this show, right? So it centers on a collapsed lawyer, a lobotomized cat, and a penguin in briefs, and 
fruit headwear, living in the world's last boarding house in a small town in Middle America. I, I, you okay? It's a crazy one. We'll see what the fuck they do with that, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a bit weird. Um, <laughs> uh, oh shit. Right, Apple TV, they've got a new series coming called The Crowded Room, right? Um, it's inspired by uh, the mind of Billy Milligan, right? It's an autobiography from, sorry, a biography, not an auto, just a biography by Daniel Keyes, right? It's going to be starring Tom Holland and... Uh, Amanda Seafried, right? Um, so it's saying Holland is playing a mentally ill man at the heart of the um, series, while Sanford will star as a clinical psychologist faced with the most challenging case of her career, who is also trying to balance her life as a single mother. Hmm. I'm sure it's going to be more interesting than it sounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I have to say, there's been some great shit over an apple, right? Gotta say it, man. Um, and HBO Max have set the 31st of March as the date for their new series, Julia. Right? So this is based around Julia Child. You know what I mean? We had the film back, uh, whoosh, early 2000s, I think, Julia, Julia, right? So, um, yeah, a new TV series is coming, okay? Um, what else? Some other fun news for you people. All right, so, um, yeah, HBO were just talking recently about all you know, the, the network and everything, and they did confirm House of Dragons is coming later this year, and George R.R. R. Martin has also confirmed that production has now been finished. So, man, we will see what happens with this prequel. The first of a few that will be spinning out of Game of Thrones. And, you know, another distraction for bloody um, J.R. Martin to uh, not work on his book. <laughs> that's, that's essentially it, right? You know what I mean? This lazy motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Okay. Also, um... Yeah, we're getting a fourth season of You over on Netflix. And Lucas Gage has joined the cast, right? They're saying he's going to be playing a character called Adam, a heavily self-medicated expat American entrepreneur. Hmm. So, yes, there is that. And, right, if you like... These um, collaborations between FX and the BBC, well, they've got another one coming. They are bringing a new version of Great Expectations 
to the screen. Yes. So it is. Um, yeah. Who we got? Who we got? It's written by Stephen Knight, right? And Knight does some good jobs with this kind of stuff. It's six parts, right? And we've got Oliver Coleman as Mrs. Havisham. Fionn Whitehead is playing Pip. Matt Berry is Mr. Pumblechuck, right? We've also got Ashley Thomas, Johnny Harris, Shalom Brune Franklin, Haley Squires, Owen McDonald, and Tristan Gravel also starring in the piece. So you have that to look forward to. Also, if you've enjoyed season one of Harlem, you'll be pleased to know that Amazon have renewed it for a second series. So, um, you know, Megan Good, Grace Byers, Shaniqua Shande, and Jerry Johnson will all be back, people. Um, yo, also, right, at Amazon, they are bringing another computer game to life on the small screen. This time it's Fallout. And, um, you know, it, it, the story unfolds in a post-apocalyptic and retro-futuristic setting in the mid-22nd century, decades after global nuclear war. We follow dwellers in long-term nuclear shelters, forced to venture out into the atomic waste to find essential replacement equipment for the vault. Walter Goggins has joined the cast. Um, the word is he's going to be playing Ghoul, a mutated human who experienced prolonged radiation exposure amid the Great War. So, uh, yes. there you go, people. There you go. Um, <clears throat> Jonathan Nolan is directing the pilot. You know, um, he's also executive producing along with Lisa Joy, Athena Wickham, Todd Howard, and James Altman. So yeah, you have that. Right over at Netflix, they have a new series coming called um, The Diplomat. All right. Uh, and it's going to be starring Kerry Russell. She's going to be um, playing a character called Kate Weiler, a career diplomat in the midst of an international crisis. She lands in a high-profile job she is unsuited for, resulting in massive implications for her marriage and her political future. So, uh, yes, there you go. Right, it's um, coming from Deborah Khan. So, yeah. Um, Netflix have also set the date for season four of its the hit show, right? And it seems like season four um, is, uh, yeah. It's the start of the end. 
right? So um, they're doing the irritating thing, right? It's split in half, which it, it always baffles me, right? But but there is um, this, right? Even though it, it's been split in half, which is weird, we don't have to wait too long between the half. I say we. <laughs> I'm... Wait, I gave up on the show. <laughs> but, you know what I mean, season two is just like no. But if you liked it, <clears throat> part one of season four will drop. Will be dropping on the twenty seventh of May, and part two on the first of July. So uh, yeah, there you go, people. There you go. Right. Obviously, it's been three years since season three. I, it's three. I don't know, man. That seems crazy. Um, now, they're, supposedly they're, um, they they have given a reason, right? They say um, it results from the fact the nine-episode full season clocks in a total runtime twice as long as that of any previous season. I mean, that's not really, <laughs> it doesn't really explain it, because who cares, right? That doesn't matter. It's just there for people to watch when they want to watch it, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Anyway, right, the fourth season is dropping on those dates. It has also been renewed to for a fifth, and that will be the end. Right, the fifth season will be it. Right, but the um, you know, the creatives behind it, uh, Matt and Ross Duffer, they have also said that you know, what I mean, like it, it was always intended to go five seasons, you know, what I mean, so that was always the plan, but there may be spin offs. Right, there may be spin-offs. So, yeah, there you go. A little Stranger Thing news. Now, one thing comes to an end, another thing starts. Right now, if you are a fan of um, Jack Carr's best-selling novel series following um, Andy Reese, well, you will be pleased to know that the terminal list. Starring Chris Pratt in the lead role will be hitting Amazon Prime on the 1st of July, right? Same date as season part two of season four of Stranger Things. So, yeah, two um, big things dropping on the 1st of July, people. All right, so, yeah, Reese, he's a, a Navy SEAL who is the sole survivor of a high-stakes covert mission gone wrong conflicting memories of the event and questions about his capability lead him to uncover evidence of dark forces working against him and his family. Ooh. So along with Pratt, we have Constance Wu, Taylor Kish, Jay Courtney, Janine Triplehorn, Riley Keough, Arlo Metz, J.D. Pardo, Patrick Schwarzenegger, La Monica Garrett, Stephen Bishop, Sean Gunn, Tyna Rushing, Jared Shaw, 
Christina Vidal, Nick Chinlud, Matthew Roche, Warren Cole, and Alexis Lauder. And the other great thing is, all eight episodes will drop on the first day, right? So that is a good look, a bit like Reacher, man. So, um, yeah, there you go, people. First of July. Um, more news. So, the um, you know, filmmakers, directors of Moon, the upcoming Moon Knight, which I think hits at the end of March, right? They have just uh, landed directing gigs for um, season two of Loki, right? And it sounds like they will be directing most of it as well, right? So that's Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, you know? And the fact that Loki's got six episodes, so, ah, you know, they, yeah, they're going to be putting in work. Right, um, Michael Waldron is the showrunner, I believe. Right, um, and Eric Martin is writing all the episodes. So, uh, <clears throat> boy, yeah, I enjoyed Loki. Right, so um, yeah, you know, it'll be good to uh, be good to see what you know what they do. I am especially looking forward to fucking Moon Knight. That looks some crazy ass shit, right? Um, also, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is dropping soon on uh, Disney Plus. You know what I mean? Um, which was it uh, picks up 10 years after Revenge of the Sith? You know what I mean? So um, we got Ewan McGregor reprising his role. Hayden Christian returns as Vader, you know? And it sounds like the sound is going to be epic because John Williams is back. John Williams is back, right? Motherfucker is 90 and he's still composing ill shit. How about that, right? How about that, people? God damn it, right? Makes you feel lazy as a motherfucker. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that for sure. Um, Yo, we got, you know... There's other shit going down, right? So um, over at FX, they have renewed Fargo, right? So that's going to get a fifth season. And also Dave, that's getting a third season. So if you have plans of that, 2023 is going to be a golden year for you, right? Um, now, the, the news also, eh, a bit of a shame, but Atlanta is done after its fourth season. So we know, look, the third season is coming shortly. And the f I think the beginning of March, right? 
No, actually, it's the 24th of March, right? And the full season is dropping, I think, later this year. But they filmed those back-to-back, right? And it doesn't surprise me because um, Danny Glover... Danny Glover? Donald Glover. Donald Glover signed a a big deal with um, Amazon, right? To produce shows and films for them. So, yeah, it, it doesn't quite surprise me that Atlanta would come to an end. But four seasons, I think that's pretty solid. The first two were golden. So, yeah, hoping the quality stays. But, yeah, you know, you don't want these things to run too long because we've seen when things run for a long-ass time, they become shitty. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And let's end with this because this is great news, right? More from FX. You know what I mean? Because as well as Fargo and Dave, they also renewed Archer and it's always sunny in Philly. <coughs> it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's always sunny got renewed for... Man, I think he got renewed for a couple of seasons, right? Um, Three more seasons, right? Because the 15th has just finished, and it's renewed up to an 18th. So we're getting 16th, 17th, and 18th. So three more seasons. And um, Archer, that has also um, been renewed. We're getting the 13th season later this year, and we're getting more. And basically, you know what I mean? The um, head of FX has said, hey, as long as the people behind the shows want to do it, they are happy for more to come. So, um, yeah, that's great, because Always Funny is as funny as fuck. Always Sunny always funny. It is always funny, though. And Archer, Jesus Christ, I am surprised how much they get away with. Because they sing some raw shit, and I am here for it. But people, there we go. We are done for another episode. Um, Enjoy your TV, and we'll see you next week. Hey!